Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. What's shaking, Red Nation? This is Jeremy Brenner here with another episode of The Dream Take, presented by The Dream Shake, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. And today we're talking a little bit about some Eurobasket action. And we're also going to talk about these very clean new jerseys, these green San Diego Rockets throwbacks. I don't think we've ever seen a San Diego Rockets throwback in uh, since they've been in Houston, at least. Obviously, the, the Rockets didn't start in Houston. They started in San Diego. And they had that that green color that was shed almost immediately when they got to Houston. They swapped it out for that Rockets red. And now we're red nation, but maybe we're green nation now. You know, I saw a lot about, uh, oh, the Houston Supersonics and all that and Seattle. And I think that's not exactly where they were going for. Although, given the Seattle connections on the Rockets with Kevin Porter, Tari Eason, um, that isn't necessarily lost upon me either. But still, um, they're only going to be worn for a couple of games during the season. I believe it said um, six games in the regular season out of 82. So we're not going to see these super often. um, But we did get information that um, they will be debuted on November 18th. And that is when the team will retire Elvin Hayes' jersey. Elvin Hayes being the Hall of Famer that uh, began the journey of the Rockets in San Diego. Um, so that's, that's really exciting. Um, and I'm really happy for Elvin Hayes. The fact that his, his jersey hadn't been retired at this point was kind of silly. I really didn't fully understand why that happened but I think the Rockets are uh, trying to right a wrong at least or or maybe not necessarily right a wrong but uh, to do what's right just overall and I think that uh, they're doing that here with this Elvin Hayes retirement and with um, and with just having these green jerseys you know I think the Rockets have kind of experimented the last couple of years with getting a jersey that at least they're like, I guess city edition is what we're going to call it. So the city edition Jersey just be vastly different from their primary colors. So last year you had uh, the throwback to the late nineties, early two thousands with that Navy blue. And then you had the year before where you had that oiler blue, that love you blue um, that kind of is, I guess, infamous now with the Rockets since that's kind of when all the losing started when they wore those, those blue jerseys in that blue court that just never seemed to fully fit the Rockets. Um, so we'll see if this green 
turns things around. But I also want to say, um, I also don't think it's like totally lost upon me that they, they made Jalen Green the face of this jersey reveal, right? And I think that that was kind of strategic on their part uh, to kind of make this a new era. Like they knew that Jalen Green was the guy last year, but after he played last year, there's no questions at this point. Jalen Green is their guy. They're going to make him the face of the franchise, the next phase of the next face of the franchise. And I kind of like that they, they've utilized him in this. Um, Now we're getting what we, we know what we're getting with Jalen Green, at least a little bit more than we did a year ago. Um, So that's, I think the benefit of making him the face of this green Jersey um, revolution. I know it's only a few games for next season, but it does add a little bit of hype. It does add a little bit of excitement. We're in September now, which means yes, it's football season, but it's also NBA training camp at the end of the month. So we're building this excitement. This excitement will probably wind down over the next couple of weeks. But once we get training camp media day at the end of the month, the excitement will be right back to where it is now, um, which is just where we're super, super excited about this upcoming season, just to see what this team could do. I mean, um, you know, maybe we're not necessarily excited about the amount of losing or uh, winning or lack thereof that will happen, but there's always an exciting moment to talk about Rockets basketball. And the Jersey announcement was just another opportunity to do that. So I didn't want to spend too much time on talking the Jersey just because it's, it's simply a Jersey. Um, But at the same time, at this point in the year, that drums enough excitement to become a talking point. So, so that's all I'm going to say in regards to those new green unis, but I'm going to transition a little bit now to Eurobasket 2022. This might be the biggest Eurobasket in history. And for those that are unfamiliar, Eurobasket is a uh, massive tournament with all of the European national teams. And I mean, if you look at the NBA the last couple of years, the all of the MVPs, the best players, come from Europe. We have, you know, Nikola Jokic with Serbia. You have Giannis Antetokounmpo with Greece. Luka Doncic could be the next MVP from Slovenia. And, of course, who could forget good old Alpi, Alperon Sengun in Turkey. And Alperon Sengun is starting for Turkey in Eurobasket 2022. At least he did in the team's opening round game against Montenegro today. So how Eurobasket works, there's 24 teams with four groups of six, and they play five games in pool play. And then out of those groups, uh, the top four out of the six move on to the knockout stage. Knockout stage is single elimination from 16 to eight, eight to four, four to two, and of course, two to one. So this is taking place over the next two-ish weeks, September 1st to September the 18th. So this is an exciting time to watch basketball, especially um, 
some players that you might not necessarily be fully familiar with, but there's enough familiarity with NBA guys that I feel like it warrants talking about, especially because one of our very own is a starting center on one of these teams, Alperen Sengun. So Turkey ended up getting its uh, opening game victory today over Montenegro. Final score, 72-68. to 68. And in this game, Sengun started. He led the team with six rebounds. I want to say he had 12 points. Um, I looked at the box score before I came on, but I just want to pull it up just so I'm calling this correctly. Uh, yeah, so Alperon Sengun played almost 30 minutes uh, with 12 points and six boards, shooting five of 14 from the field. He was a plus 11 uh, in the plus minus category. So that's really exciting. The other starters for the team, uh, Furkan Korkmaz uh, played for the 76ers last season. I'm pretty sure he's still there. He should be still there. Uh, yeah, he's still there. So uh, Furkan Korkmaz, uh, you also had Shetty Osman, he had 15 points. He plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And then Shane Larkin, former NBA player, came off the bench but led the team with 18 points, made five of his six attempts from the three-point line. So uh, big ups from uh, from Shane Larkin, Shetty Osman, uh, and of course, Al P. Uh, Al P went 0 of 3 from the three-point line, which not what you necessarily want to see, but uh, you know, the, the European game is slightly, slightly different. Um, it's more about moving the basketball and uh, not necessarily as much about, you know, getting players open for three-point shots. Although, um, I mean, they, they, they shot 10 of 29 from the three-point line, um, which is, I guess, a decent amount if you, if you really consider it compared to what Montenegro did, 7 of 24 from the three-point line. Also, keep in mind, uh, this is a 40-minute game. So there's only 10 minutes per game. It's why you see a low score, 72-68, more of what you see in college, I would say. But overall, good showing from Al P in the, in the first game. And getting a win to start is, is huge because uh, you want to get ahead of that curve. Uh, you got five of these opening games. The rest of their group, though, um, for, for Turkey in Eurobasket is... I believe pretty manageable for them to get out of uh, at least this first stage here and onto the knockout round. But if you look at their group there, I believe in group a believe they're in group a um, and yeah, so their, their group is Spain who won one fourteen eighty seven today against Bulgaria. No NBA players from Bulgaria, I believe. Uh, Montenegro also, they've had some in the past, but no NBA players are participating for this Montenegro team. And then you have Georgia and Belgium. So Turkey should be one of the favorites to come out of this group. Spain is probably the favorite to be the number one team, but Turkey at number two could be uh, quite the possibility. So you look at Turkey's schedule, they are off on Friday, but then they get uh, Turkey on they get Turkey Bulgaria on Saturday the third, then on Sunday the fourth back to back they get Georgia, and then September sixth they face Belgium and that final game September seventh so that would be Wednesday 
is against Spain. That's probably going to be their biggest test as they go into that knockout round if they if they qualify. I'm assuming they will, considering the fact that they have more NBA talent than most of these teams. But it's it's an exciting time. I don't know. I'm just a basketball nut. So like obviously, anytime I see basketball, I'm gonna get excited about it, especially if it's one of my guys, Al Pete and the Houston Rockets. Um, so I, I honestly think the rest of the rest of Eurobasket is going to be really exciting to watch. Um, it's, it's just, especially when you get down to that knockout stage where basically every game's a game seven and you gotta, you gotta win every game to stay in. If not, you're gone. Um, and there are going to be some pretty high profile games as well coming up. So France and Germany is playing as as I'm on this podcast right now. So they have obviously, uh, obviously with France, France has had a number of NBA players over the years. Uh, this year, Evan, uh, Evan Fournier is captaining the French team. Rudy Gobert uh, is also on the squad. Timothée Luau Cabarro also there as well. Um, and a couple of ex NBA players as well. So, so that's where France is at. And Germany is led by Franz Wagner, the um, Orlando Magic top 10 pick from last season. And Germany is, is in the top 12 of all teams in the entire world. So they're expected to be a big player in this tournament as well. Daniel Tice and Dennis Schroeder, uh, ex-Rockets from last season, are part of the Germany squad. And they are expected to be a big player in their group, Group B, um, along with Luka Doncic and Slovenia, ex-Rocket Goran Dragic, also, on, uh, also a member of the Slovenian team this season. Um, and Lithuania is also a part of group, uh, group B, and they have a couple of NBA players on their side. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas and Demontis Sabonis are in that front court. So, that should be a pretty exciting um, front court to watch. Lithuania did lose their opening match uh, to Slovenia today, so that should be um, that should be a game that they're going to want to get back. This is a much more difficult group than Group A, though. Lithuania, despite having these NBA players, they're going to have to beat either one of Slovenia, France, Germany, and then you have Bosnia and Herzegovina, which won their opening game they are led by uh portland trailblazer center uh yusuf nurkic and they also have uh zanon musa who also saw some action in the nba within the last couple of years uh he was in the 2018 draft played a couple years with the nets um so they're gonna have to be one of those teams in order to get past that stage um we'll see if that happens and hungary also is not necessarily a team just pushover either even though they don't have any NBA representation on their squad uh then you look at group C group C is another pretty difficult group at least at the top with Giannis and Greece they're probably the favorites in this group but you also have Italy Croatia Ukraine Great Britain and Estonia they are probably the weakest group out of the three so far. Um, this is probably just a cakewalk for Giannis and Greece to kind of get to 
that second round. Uh, Italy had Danilo Gallinari, but he ended up getting hurt. So he's not going to be playing in the rest of Eurobasket. But they also have uh, Nicola Melli, who also had some time in the NBA, and Nico Mannion, uh, who played at Arizona, was pretty successful at Arizona, and then also had some time with the Golden State Warriors uh, within the last couple of years. So that's really Group C. Not not too much there to to get us fully excited. If you look at Great Britain, I guess, um, there's no NBA representation there, although there could have been in previous years. You look at Group D, the final group, that's Serbia. It's Nikola Jokic's group. Uh, they're looking at a pretty pretty calm road to that uh, round of 16. The Czech Republic is in there. Poland, Finland, Israel, and the Netherlands. Israel should be an exciting team to watch in that group. They have a couple of NBA uh, players led by uh, Denny Avdia, who was a top 10 pick, I believe in 2020. So uh, he's going to lead that Israel team, and they'll have a shot to make that round of 16. So ultimately, we're going to briefly touch mostly on uh, Alperon Shangun's uh, Eurobasket journey. Just kind of wanted to introduce the tournament as it starts uh, September 1st. So that's the day I'm recording this podcast. Um, It's probably going to uh, come out the following day. So uh, that will be where things go from like we'll, we'll be talking more about just Shengun mostly or just briefly touching on it um but given the fact that the tournament started today i just wanted to at least introduce the topic so that in future episodes it doesn't come as much of a surprise and that people can look forward to it so again Shengun plays saturday and sunday this weekend so that's two games you got there all of these games can be found on espn plus so if you have a subscription to espn plus uh, you'll be able to watch all of the games from Eurobasket, at least in the opening rounds. I imagine, though, that all of the Eurobasket games will be available on ESPN Plus um, in some regard. Or, or maybe they'll move some of these later games to ESPN. I'm not exactly sure. Um, there's not a whole lot going on in the early part of September. But I guess I guess when football comes and all that, yeah, it probably won't be on ESPN. Maybe ESPN 2. Maybe NBA TV will carry some of these games. I don't know. Um, they'll definitely probably cover it in some regard, but I don't know if they'll have any broadcasting rights quite yet. So they probably um, just stay tuned, stay tuned. I think that's a good way to leave it at that. I think this is a good place to park the rocket ship. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the dream take. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at the dream take and at dream SPN. You can also head to our website, the dream home of all things, Houston rockets at estimation.com. We'll be back again next week for some more episodes, more content. Mike's been diving deep into the 2023 draft class. So we'll be talking a little bit more about that. And we'll be just gearing up for Rockets training camp at the end of the month and the regular season, which begins October 19th against the Atlanta Hawks. So we're counting down the days to preseason and the regular season. So Again, thank you guys so much for seeing this episode. And until next time, go Rockets! Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. 
With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Support for Pivot comes from Polestar. At Polestar, every inch of every vehicle they design is thoughtfully made. They're made to transform auto performance, accelerating from 0 to 60 in less than 4.2 seconds with fully electric all-wheel drive. They're made to elevate the driving experience with LED headlights and a panoramic glass roof. And they're made to uphold a greater responsibility to the planet using sustainable materials and energy-saving systems. The result is a car that combines the best of today with the technology of tomorrow. Pure performance, pure design, Polestar. Design yours and book a test drive today at polestar.com.